This is Ventures Africa. Hi, I'm Cynthia Okorafo, and this is Beyond the Headlines. The topics we'll be discussing today are Nigeria goes nuclear and the buzz surrounding Simone Bagbo's trial. After this, we'll run up with the minute news. To talk about Nigeria going nuclear, I have Hadassah Egbedi with me in the studio today. Hello, Hadassah. Hello, Cynthia. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Uh, why do you think there's an increasing interest in nuclear power? Okay, so um, there's several reasons. And the International Atomic Energy Agency gave three. And that is um, declaring disruptions in um, supply of oil globally, mm-hmm. environmental concerns, and then nuclear power has a record of strong performance. So for most countries now, it is a way to enhance security and also to diversify their energy supplies. But then it also emits very little gas. So with the increasing um, global attention being given to the impacts of carbon emissions from fossil fuels like um, pollution and then climate change effect, nuclear power is seen as, you know, um, part of the solution to that. And then lastly, like I said, it has a strong performance record. And then over the past decades, there have been significant improvements in terms of, you know, plant reliability, lower um generating cost, and then improved safety. So why is Nigeria striking this particular deal with Russia as opposed to maybe China that we have long-standing economic and commercial relationships with? Well, for one, Russia is more experienced. They, um, they are a good authority on nuclear power as opposed to China that is up and coming. Thank you for coming in, Hadassah. Now moving on to the boss surrounding Simone Bagbo's trial. So, Cynthia, how come... Human rights groups are fighting for a fair trial for Simone. Right. The thing is, it's not necessarily about Simone in the sense that they complained that investigations that were held to leading up to the trial were not fair in the sense that, well, they were incomplete, first of all. They didn't get, gather enough evidence to really, really, like, show what her role was in the whole human rights abuses and the war crimes and the crimes against humanity that she's been accused of. It's like, oh, because now uh, the whole thing started, well, you know, when... Well, her former her husband, former president of uh, Cote d'Ivoire, refused to leave office when you know mm-hmm. it was time for him to do so. So there was this whole "I'm not leaving office," and of course she stood by her husband, and she's already like a strong force in the country. We know they call her Iron Lady. Yep. So they were there; they had to literally be forcefully removed from the house. So the whole thing started. There was violence, and she was named as one of the people who physically gave arms to people, you know, to go and like you know fight civilians. Was that proven? Well, this is things that people say that they saw. We have eyewitnesses who, this is part of the complaints, is that you're not bringing our witnesses through to the court. Nobody's coming up. Like, how do we know that, you know, we'll get a fair trial if they can't even speak the so-called victims or families of the victims because about 3,000 people died? If we can't know what's going on at every step of the way with your investigations and your procedures, you can't just, like, shut us out and expect us to just show up in courts. Because it's not transparent. And exactly, exactly. So they said the, the lack of transparency, like, human rights groups even, like, pulled out the ones representing people saying, we're not going to be here because we want it to be fair. We want people to actually know why we are laying these complaints against mm-hmm. Simone, asking her to stand trial for her crimes. It's not because we just want her to, you know, go to jail. We want people to understand that she did why? something wrong. And then just because maybe Utara, that's the new president, of course, is not her best friend, right? So he probably has his vendetta, most likely does. 
but we don't want you to act on that like influence the judiciary to make so people don't hasty. say it's because of it's because that. you know you already have issues with that even though he's saying oh no we want to have all our uh, criminal cases here we can handle it ourselves which is a fair point right like mm-hmm. Africa can step up and do that but then it should be fair you know when you still even say that Okay, so what do you think would have been different if um, this trial were to be held at the International Criminal Court? Mm, I think the easiest thing would be that, or oh, because it's not being held here, you'd be like, oh, we have no ties, you know, to the country, so we can't be loyal to any party, right? And it's like, oh, we're mm-hmm. judging based on facts and evidence. But like we heard, like last year when they had the when countries were saying they're going to pull out from. Uh, the AU because it felt oh everything was being manned uh, by Africans exactly like it's all about Africans the court in fact was set up just to you know, you know prosecute African yeah. leaders and they feel like victimized and persecuted and we won't stay we won't stand for this so coming from that background it's like oh we want to handle things ourselves because you know but then everybody's saying no you won't do that because you're not transparent how can you in a dictatorial position now have like a judiciary give a fair uh, trial, for example, of course you would influence the results. Of course you would, you know, move things your way. That's if so. That's point. yeah. That's the first, the first thing that you expect. But then bias will go both ways when you think about. It. I mean, it's it's easy to say, oh no, this will be the case, like we just said. But then also come from the point of the international community, like human rights groups, who also have a thing against these leaders. You know, that have done these horrible things. Of course, you can't say that, right? But then. In a way, there's still this whole, we'll make sure these people go, this is probably the claim is, we'll make sure these people go down. So even if they do come to this court. It's still the same it's, it's thing. So why not just like, I, both parties are like, you know, like running scared or something. It's like, who, who do we trust in this, you know, entire thing? Do we say, should we rely on our own people to do the right thing? Which is what human rights groups are hoping will happen in this case now with Simon. Or do we leave it to the international community and then still look like we can't handle our own business, we can't take care of our own criminals, we can't, you know, make our, our issues right. So we can't exactly say how things would have happened or played out if it was taken to the Hague. To ISIS. I mean, it's all it just all will be speculation, except we get to the results, which we're hoping to see. All right, Cynthia, thank you so much. Thank you, Hadassah. And now, the minute news for today. The Niger Delta Avengers claim responsibility for yet another attack on Chevron oil wells on social media. Senate President Bukola Saraki's trial is interrupted at the Code of Conduct Tribunal due to the absence of EFCC witness, Mr. Michael Wetkas. King Abdullah II of Jordan pledges to collaborate with the Nigerian military in any Boko Haram threat. In African news, a UN peacekeeper and three other civilians on UN missions have died in Gao, northern Mali, in attacks attributed to Islamist militants. Ostad former president of the Maldives, Mohamed Nasheed, has formed an opposition group on Wednesday aimed at toppling the government of President Abdullah Yamin. In world news, Japanese corporation Mitsubishi Materials has apologized to Chinese workers forced to work in its company's mines during World War II while signing an agreement in Beijing to compensate three surviving former laborers. That was Minute News for today, and this has been Beyond the Headlines. My name is Cynthia Okorafo. Thank you for listening. Let's do this again tomorrow. Bye. To read more of our stories and listen to our podcasts, visit VenturesAfrica.com. Follow us on Twitter at VenturesAfrica, Facebook, and other social media platforms. This is Ventures Africa.